And welcome back to King O's Card, episode 11, Inbound. And we have a very special guest today. I'm very proud to have her on the show. Uh, you probably saw just before we came on there, I had one of her tracks, fantastic track called Demon by her band Elevation Falls. Hazel, Jade, Rogers, welcome to the show. How are you? Woo! How are you? <laughs> Great to see you. Great to finally have you on the show. Yes, it's been a long time coming. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 back and forth all the time. It's like, oh, we have to do this. We have to do that. You know, but uh, I'm delighted you're finally, you're finally uh, taking the time out. Well, I appreciate it. I really do, you know. So I'm very, uh, happy. I'm very happy that we're finally here at the stage where we could get into the video and get into the talks. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So um, how are you keeping force and foremost? How's the form? The form is interesting. Um, I, I, I've obviously been asked this question because it's such a strange time for absolutely everybody. Um, I, I think uh, something that I always go back to is over the last year or what are we going into now? We are in a year now of yeah. lockdown. Um, I think I really connected back to my roots and I've really connected back to what I enjoy doing, what I love doing. Um, anyone who follows me online will know I love doing art and I love designing clothes and I love uh, all this stuff. So I, I, it was really nice to get back to that. And I think because of lockdown, I was actually able to do that as yeah. well as. So it was it's it, it for me, it's really helped me. I obviously have gotten had my bad days and I've gotten quite lucky that. I have got good days out of it as well. So yeah. it's I would say it's been a roller coaster, but personally for me, I think it's one for the better. If I was to do a just a personal yeah. opinion. I get you because yeah, I'm I'm like that as well in a sense. I, I'm not exactly hating lockdown totally. Because mm. I'm getting I'm I'm actually getting the focus on my podcast now. The only problem for me is no bands, you know, yep. my own bands. i I'm in several bands and I can't do anything with them. So Hard, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm at least I'm focusing on this now, which is something, and it's it's a it's product it's productive. That's the way I look at it. Just meet, you know? still get to meet people. You yeah, know, absolutely. I think that's one thing. Obviously, I've been uh, interacting with a lot of uh, other musicians from m mostly England because of uh, various uh, developments in my career, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of them are. Um, they're, they're, they're missing the social interaction that you get when you're at a gig. It's not just doing the gig itself. Yeah. But like the people you meet, you meet so many different people from different walks of life and different musicians and different tastes of music, you know. And I actually really miss that. And when before all of this happened, you didn't really value that oh. as much because you didn't think it was going to be taken away from you. So, yeah. And something as simple as, simple as like, say, God the Fibbers. Absolutely. You know, it's, we all dying for it now. And all the detractors will be flying into it now, I'd say, when it's back <laughs> open, like, you know? Yeah, everybody. Like, I was I was lucky enough to hear that um, in York, the place I'm moving to, there's a place called Fibbers. No way. <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah. I, I can't, I actually can't escape Fibbers. It, it, no matter where I go <laughs> to, it's there. <laughs> I think if you're a Fibbers head, it follows you everywhere. There's one in Galway. You know, there's other worlds around the place. Like, you know, it's gas, like. Absolutely. So tell me, Hazel, Hazel, why did I say Hazel? I don't know why I said don't that. Worry, was like, don't worry, people call me Haze, people call me Hazel J. I, I, I was going to call you Hey. I don't know what I was going to call you there. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, you. Um, so talk to me about music. What got you into music? Who who influences you? Who influences you now? All well, that kind of stuff. Well, I, hmm, 
So I started music from an extremely young age. Um, my parents were both into songwriting and producing and uh, they were already, they were writing their own songs and they were producing them. And uh, my family had a, a, a recording studio in our household. Um, I was brought up listening to the songs they were recording and producing. And um, at the end, age of three, my dad started teaching me how to play drums. And um, I, he, he got me into a lot of like Queen and uh, the Beatles, like he's a mad Beatle mania person. Um, he, he got me into a lot of that kind of rock genre. Mm -hmm. And then my mom was getting me into things like David Bowie and uh, uh, like Hart and a lot of uh, brilliant songwriters. So my dad was, uh, they, they're all brilliant songwriters. Mm -hmm. I think that was the main thing is that my parents both liked musicians that, that, that were very good songwriters and very good at expressing emotions, but then also really good at writing songs that you just want to dance to or headbang yeah. to, whatever you, whatever you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think the two of them influenced me a lot. Obviously, then when I got to around the age of five, my parents wanted me to learn an instrument properly uh, by taking grades in it. So I learned piano. I did piano up, up, up until I don't know what age, probably about 10, um, up to grade two. Then um, my mum started teaching me guitar. Um, and I think, I think my first song I ever wrote, I was about 11. And um, it was, it was, I just did it. I sat with my piano and I did it in my room and I came out with it and my parents were like, wait, you write? You know, it was kind of, there was no, there was nothing, that, they didn't go to me saying, hey, you should try writing something. I literally sat there and I wrote this song. And I, I, again, I was, I think I was 11, 12 and it was actually called You Try Being a Child. Oh, brilliant. You know, and it was, that's what I mean. It was, it was, I always was this kind of strange kid. So I obviously I didn't have a lot of friends. Um, adults used to, friends of my parents used to say, um, she speaks like an adult and she's six. You know, <laughs> I, I seem to be always a bit more adult than the age I was at the time. And I think that really is what made me able to write songs that you try being a child. You know, I was 11 years old and I was like, it's so freaking difficult being a child. Now, yeah. I probably wouldn't have written that if I'd known what it was like to be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was bad being a child, but being an adult is a lot worse. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there's a project now. R record you, you try being a child and then do another one, you try being an adult. Yeah, you try being an adult. And <laughs> definitely, I think, I think, especially with the time that's in it at the moment, we need that song. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I, I think that's the thing. It's that... um. I, I grew up in a family and it was just my mom and my dad and my grandmother. There's no one else in my family. Um, and I think I had no brothers or sisters, nothing. I didn't have very many friends. My best friends were my parents and they were very musical. They were very artistic. Um, and that obviously rubbed off on me because I used to spend more time in the art room and on the grand piano in my school than I would talking to people. And it's, it was just one of those things, music and art just were everything for me. And to this day, like, I don't think I could have gotten through the lockdown without either of them because they both, they both just, I can just switch off and just be there and I don't have to be happy or perfect or whatever you want to call it uh, yeah. I don't have to do any of that I don't have to wear makeup like this is the most makeup I've worn in lockdown <laughs> thank you <laughs> no I, I just haven't I haven't done anything I've been sitting like a potato edit like designing my clothes and um, uh, painting and 
writing and doing songs in Logic Pro. I've just been doing all of this stuff because it, it it's it's great. And I again, no makeup. My hair wasn't done. Uh, my nails aren't done. I did my eyebrows for the first time the other day in months. It was fantastic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like you do miss, obviously, I know so many people who miss actually, like particularly women, um, who miss getting done up and going out and all this stuff. And I do miss it too. Um, but it's nice not to have to do that as well. Yeah. Because I think for both men and women in today's society, there's a lot of pressure to look a particular way yeah. all the time and present yourself a particular way. And I think it's nice that we, that personally I and a couple of other people I've spoken to that isn't important at the moment. It's yeah. not important. It's just not important. It should and never I, be important, actually, to be honest. I, I feel anyway. Well, like there's no there's no um pressure. You yeah. know, there is always this natural kind of society pressure to to look well and act like all that kind of stuff. And you don't need to do that in the lockdown because you're not going out and you're not being places. Like obviously being in a band is a particular image that you have to have and mm -hmm. all this stuff. And I think the fact that there's no focus on that means you can focus on other things. And it, I have really enjoyed that. Definitely. But um, just, as is going back to where we were, the growing up, I just, I think it was just around me. Music was always around me. It was in my blood. It was something that I enjoyed from a very young age. And um, I continued to grow and write about it. As I said, I was, I was about 11 when I wrote my first song. So it just went from there, you know? Lovely. And um, did you always want to be in a band situation or? See, like... was kind of, that was the thing. I did. So I started writing, as I said, around 11. Um, I had a solo career from 11 up until 15. And during those years, I enjoyed being a solo artist, but I, I genuinely felt lonely. So I was listening to all of these bands like Guns N' Roses and I was listening to Queen and I was listening to um, oh, off that Motley Crue. You know, I'm, I'm listening to all of these bands and they're not on their own. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they've got each other, even though they may fight and hate each other and stop yeah. talking everything. They were, they were groups of people who came together to make this one sound and put it out there. And I think... When I was 15, I started really recognizing it. I was hanging out with a load of people um, in town. I was uh, what at the time was called a banky. Uh -huh. um, one, one of those that uh -huh. had one eye and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was a time and a half. But uh, I just, I, I was meeting a lot of people at the time that were actually very talented musicians. And I decided, hey, let's try and put a band together and see what happens. And that was how Elevation Falls came along. Brilliant. And the name, where's the name come from? Yeah, I remember this actually. I was sitting, I was sitting on my kitchen table. Uh, I think I just turned 16 with uh, a couple of the members at the time. And uh, we were all sitting there writing down things. I think obviously we were all going through our emo phase and uh, there was, I think one called burning cherub or something, oh. you know, there was all of these <laughs> types of things. And then, we all kind of sat there, obviously being the age we all were, and thought the main thing about life is that it goes up and down. Yeah. It goes up and down. And, like, obviously, we're not going to call ourselves the roller coasters. <laughs> so, it's so, a great, great name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we literally all sat there. I think, I, I can't remember who exactly wrote it down, but I remember it was put into this pile and 
just all of us kind of loved Elevation Falls because again, it was it's connected to the up down of yeah. life and all of the songs that were ever written in that band were all about dealing with life and its struggles and its problems and personal experiences with depression and breakups and all of this stuff and losing a loved one, you know, it was all written into our songs. Um, and I think that's why we said, right, we're calling this Elevation Falls because it makes the most sense. It yeah. represents everything we're writing about and that's life. Absolutely. I love hearing uh, origin stories of, of band names. I really do. It's... I, I love doing it. I love, I love, I don't, that's a funny thing. I never actually get asked that question very often of where the origin name Elevation Falls came from. Um, so it was, it was nice to actually say it for once. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's, it's like, um, people always used to say with me, why is it two tales of woe? And I was like, well, like when I, when I was starting that off, I was in another band. I don't know if you ever heard of the band Chosen from years ago now we yeah, were yeah years back but yeah. I, I obviously i know you from two tales of woe yeah but um i remember it's like because I, I i had initially planned on just doing two eps with a side project calling them calling it two tales of woe or two tales of sadness which okay. was basically what it was going to be and then situations happened with the other band and i got kicked yeah. out and uh I was like, right, let's make 2001 permanent, so, and I haven't looked back since, you know. It was a great name. I must say, there's, 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 there's very few names that kind of stick in my head, you know, something's called Obliterator or yeah. Akinator, you know, that's, yeah. you know, all these names, and uh, Two Tales of Woe always kind of stuck in my head because it, it meant, it, to me, it meant something, you know, yeah. it, it had an, uh, uh, something that's not severely obvious, yet it has a meaning, and yeah. I, 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 personally, I always liked it, so, Thank you. I remember when we got the, the first album out and whatever way we, we got the font for the name, people used to think it was Two Tales of Mo, as in M-O-E. <laughs> two Tales of Mo. <laughs> yeah, so as um, I was saying about the Two Tales of Mo, M-O-E. I think it's like that's either a take on a Simpsons thing, you know, you roll with the Simpsons, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, or, or it... it you know, I, I do like two tales of woe, though. <laughs> yeah, thankfully it's stuck. <laughs> yeah, it's stuck. Good. <laughs> yeah, we're recording. <laughs> anyway, look, uh, there's been some um, technical problems there for uh, for the first time ever in King Was Court, and I must apologise sincerely. I'm cursing the <laughs> the court. <laughs> I know, yeah. You, the, 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 the dark witch has... Uh, <laughs> Bad luck has mushed all over it now. <laughs> yeah. So apologies uh, to you, Hazel, and mm -hmm. anyone listening or watching, whatever. This is going to be some, uh, <laughs> some shit show. Bit of editing. <laughs> Little Let's bit. Get, yeah, <laughs> bit of magic. Let's get back to, to what I was trying to say to you, and that was about your albums. Yeah. So, so take um, me back to the albums there. So I did I, I did two albums with Elevation Falls. Um the first one was Origins and the second one was What Will Be. So that What Will Be was the newest one. And um I think so so Origins was kind of an interesting one. It was kind of made up of loads of songs that were over a period of like three years. Ones that had already been released and stuff and were on EPs and stuff. We we just decided we're gonna shove them all onto one album and release it. 
Um, and then the second one, there was a lot more put into that. We literally went into a, a studio. We were in it for about eight months. Uh, I think we went in with maybe eight of, maybe seven or eight of the songs written and the rest were written in there. <laughs> All right. Absolutely prepared. Um, but we, I think, yeah, I think we had seven odd of them written. And then I think, I think there's 12 on the album. Um, the, the rest we wrote in there and wrote along the way. And yeah, it was, it was really cool being in the setting of being able to sit down and spend the time on an album saying, this is going to be an album. These are the songs for the album. And that's what we're writing. And it was, it was, it was such an amazing experience. I have to say doing that album, like what will be was something I was extremely proud of. Naturally, I would have spent another year on the thing if I could have. Um, but I, literally going through the process of writing the songs, rehearsing the songs, going into the studio, changing loads of different bits, finding out the amps and the setups that the lads wanted to use on the guitar sound, bringing in other musicians. Like we had, we had like three violinists. We had, a tr we had three trumpet players. Um, we had a, a harmonica player, you know, we, we brought in loads of guest players and obviously we had Conor McGurran, uh, oh. he played on our song Stand Down and he, that, that was that was such a gift to actually have because Connor taught me some guitar right. and, um, he also taught Chris some guitar as well so <laughs> we, we thought it's fair to get the man that actually yeah. showing us how to do it on the actual track so he's unreal isn't he he's unreal you know you sit there and you kind of just melt while watching him you know yeah and absolutely everybody we all just sit there and kind of just start slowly our face dropping <laughs> we're just left there <laughs> oh yeah you were lucky to get him on the on the the album actually that's very cool to get like yeah, well, he was, he's been a, he's been a good supporter and a good friend of the band over the years. Um, he filled in for us a couple of times at gigs overseas when another member of ours couldn't make it. You know, he, mm. he he's been severely supportive. As I said, he's also taught. He, he so one of the songs that was written on the album was a song called uh, "Zombie." Right. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, the I played the acoustic on that song and the cool. intro is literally just acoustic the riff is one that connor taught me <laughs> no way he taught me he taught me how to play the rhythm and then i put it in a particular place on the guitar and then i came up with the riff for the song and that became the song so you know, he influenced one of the songs he played on one of the songs he taught me and chris how to get a bit better at guitar mm. so, <laughs> so he has every right to be on that album absolutely absolutely so we were Sorry. very thankful it was a really nice treat in particular to have connor Deadly. Yeah, it's always nice if you can get someone who you, you like and oh. respect uh, onto your your uh, your album, like you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it was obviously he's got his his new project, Enigma Division, you know. And I've been we've all been watching that, seeing the bits and bobs coming yeah. all the time, and it's 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 really it's 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 great to see a musician who just does what he wants to do. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely brilliant, and um. I mean, there's enough other fantastic Irish musicians trying to, I suppose, pave the way for us all across the pond, and Absolutely. you know, and it's which is, I think it's it's brilliant. You need to do it. You really do, don't you? Yeah. Well, you've got to. I always say, don't try to be different. Just do what you naturally feel. 
you know, I always, I, I, I think that would be something I've noticed a lot, especially in the younger kind of, uh, you know, like where I started 15, 16 year olds kind of feeling like they have to be overly different, you know, to yeah. stand out. And I'm thinking it, it's not about being overly different. It's about people can tell when you're faking. <laughs> Let's just say that yeah. people know when you're not being true to yourself and when you're not playing something that you want to play, you know, it's, it makes a big difference if you want to play what you're playing, you know? So I, I, I always say, you know, it's not about being different. It's about being yourself and that will get yeah. you a lot further than trying to be different. So yeah. I think that's what I liked about Connor. I liked, obviously I think I like, like about a lot of musicians as you as well, you just do what you want. And mm. like, we've had conversations where you're like, no, but I, I like doing this type of music as well. You know, I just don't, I don't stick one type. I'll sit there and I'll do Irish trad. And then, you know, and that's what I mean. You do what you want. You yeah. Know? I always said Elevation Falls, the, the kind of inspiration with it a little bit was a bit like Queen sometimes because okay. people always said that um, one song would be very heavy rock. The other one would be bluesy. The other one would be pop. The other one would be something else, you know. And yeah. I, that was something that I loved doing in Elevation Falls because all of us had such influences. Like I listened to absolutely everything and I, I, I that comes out in the music. Because uh. I, I, I never, I'm not one that likes to sit there and say, right, I have to be a hard rock band. That's it. I can only write hard rock songs, you know. Uh. I write what I feel, and I, I think that again is what I go back to. Is that's why I would admire people like yourself and Connor because you do what you want to do in the moment, you know. Absolutely, and uh, and I mean there you go. Like-minded people always, you know, gravitate towards each other. You know, I, I find, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's uh, yeah. It's good to know that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, so you've got the you've, your two albums with Elevation Falls and Elevation Falls kind of goes by the wayside for now. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that I think that was a, a tough decision. Um, it was a decision that it, it wasn't made in any uh, disagreement or anger or problems. There was absolutely no issues in Elevation Falls. Um, yeah. We were all fine and obviously lockdown came, all this stuff happened. And I think the, the, the main thing is with the band Elevation Falls is particularly me and Chris, we always wanted this to be our career. It was okay. always going to be our career. Chris is the guitarist, as you know. He, the two of us, this is our everything, you know. We want this to be everything. So we will lose jobs over this. You know, we yeah. get fired because we don't turn up for work because we've been out all night doing work and the band and doing gigs and meeting new people, blah, blah. I've taken five days off because I'm playing such and such, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was the thing is that the other lads, and they'll happily say this to anyone who asks, is that they, ha they, they have jobs, you know, they, they have families, they have other commitments that they can't, turned down you know yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think it was just if there was a gig that came up and let's say one of them was available to do it it would be because they have work you know it was it was hard you know it was hard we were obviously when Elevation Falls was started we were all like 15 and 16 yeah. you know, the oldest person in the band was Gabriel and he was 22 at the time you know and he's now 30 odd you know that's what <laughs> I think. it's like we all started at an age where the most difficult thing we had going for us was uh, school. 
<laughs> you know, it was, school was it, you know, none of us had jobs, none of us had any responsibility for all kids. And it was, there was nothing to get in the way. It was literally just, yeah, let's stay up on a bender for four nights. I've got <laughs> today, I don't care, you know. <laughs> it was, but I, I, I like, I think the problem is I miss all of that. I miss the, the, the no responsibility. I miss all of that. But yeah, it, it, people are still like that. It's just you have to find the right people for that. And I, I love, I, I love the boys that are in the band still. Uh, like in Ele that we're in Elevation Falls. I still talk to them all the time. We still hang out. And um, they're coming to visit me and Chris in England. You know, there is nothing wrong there. It's just there's a certain level of commitment you have to have if you want to move from one to the next. Yeah, me and Chris just knew that the lads, it was unfair to the lads to keep having to put pressure on them to do these gigs. Yeah. They have, they have other stuff and that's fine. And as I said, me and Chris have now moved on to our new project. So. Uh, do you want to tell us the name of the new project? Yeah, so the new band is called Tomorrow Is Lost. Awesome. Um, they are based over in the north of England. And um, so naturally I am moving from Ireland to England and so is Chris. We're both going. Um, that, that, that was a very strange trip of events. Um, what ended up happening was we knew this band already. We had played the circuit with them a couple of times um, and we'd met them whilst we were in England once or twice. And um, they, me and Chris were feeling like, right, we need to do something, we need to move forwards and do something new. And they put up a post saying they were looking for a new singer and guitarist. Now we were like, what the hell, what's going on here? Yeah. So we contact their manager, Dave, and we say to them that me and Chris are both interested in the position. Um, we both do um, a few tracks, record a couple of their tracks, send them over. They really like it. And then they asked us to come over and do an audition for them. Now, I must say, it is one of the most... I, I, this shows how unlucky I am. You know how we're having trouble with the internet? Okay, this is how, yeah. Yeah, this is how unlucky I am. So we... Obviously, this was... This was not in the lockdown. It was like in that weird spot in around oh, yeah. <laughs> that weird spot <laughs> that we had in December. And I got on a flight with Chris to England uh, to do this audition. We were staying there for like three days. Uh, the moment I hit the tarmac, I started my throat started feeling a bit <gasps> not great. So oh no! We drive to York. We we get there at about two two a.m. Uh, we fall asleep, and I, I'm still not feeling the best. I wake up the next day, and we're about to go to this audition with this new band, My Possible Future, and I mean, I was delirious. I was oh, God. delirious. I, was, I wasn't sure if I was awake or asleep. Oh. I was in severe pain. Like, I mean, severe pain. And so, I... I Chris, Chris walks in, and he's like, you're getting up, you're getting up, blah, blah. And he sees me, and he's like, she's not getting up. Like, he, he's never seen me this sick before. And I've known Chris since he was 15 years old, you know. Yeah. He's never seen me this sick before. And I was like, <laughs> I can do it. Uh, you know, it, was, it was like, it was like the, the devil trying to speak through me. It was horrendous. <laughs> anyway, in the end, um, I couldn't go to the audition that day. I was way too sick. Um, Chris went and he did his audition. He, had, he met all the guys. He said, they're all lovely, blah, 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 fantastic. Um, and I was pumping myself with, like, it sounds like such a rock and roll lifestyle. I was <laughs> pumping myself with drugs throughout the entire day. 
yeah. to help myself. It was it was absolutely I was on the ibuprofen and everything. I was gone. <laughs> so the next day I wake up and I'm like, right, I have to go. This is my last day I can do an audition with these lads to 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 show that I want to do this and I'm in this. I slap on makeup. I mean, I my I felt like my bones were inside out, but I got into my clothes, got in the car, drove to the audition place with Chris, and I turned up and I I, I, they just said, you look so ill. Like, I was sweating. I was, un- oh. like, really unwell. Um, anyway, for some reason, I was able to sing the song. Uh, I did the audition. They were all like, how the fuck do you sound like this when you are so ill? And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the audition, we had to ring an ambulance. Oh, my God. Because I, my, my air pipe was closing i was having trouble breathing oh shit and they wouldn't give us an ambulance because we weren't from england we were coming over there was it was something i i wasn't involved in the conversation i just yeah. you know i was made and i was a bit delirious um anyway got brought to york hospital and i had severe tonsillitis my airways were closing because they were so swollen Jesus. i had polyps all on the back of my throat that were full of pus it was such a beautiful yeah. <laughs> um, and what ended up my temperature was like 39 degrees or something 30, not 30, whatever it is 39 whatever it is and um, I, I couldn't get the flight home the next day because of, because of the COVID thing <laughs> you can't get on a flight with temperature during the whole COVID pandemic so oh, God. I ended up having to stay in York for a week uh, mm-hmm. and that wasn't the end of it my manager, who went over, who obviously is Belinda, my mum, mm-hmm. um, ended up having heart failure. Whilst we were there, oh my god! Um, so my dad had to come over in the car a week later, collect us, and bring us back over on the ferry because we couldn't handle flying because both me and her were so ill. You know, Jesus. And and to add, the ferry was like we'd been hit by a gale force wind. You know, it was just like. I, I, I know just all the size, but this is what I mean. It was just one thing after another. But <laughs> me and Chris got the gig. Somehow we got the gig. And it was it was just it was like through hell to get it, but we got there. <laughs> and that's a story I'll always tell now. That the way I got into Tomorrow is Lost is by di- like absolutely dying, you know. But there's probably I mean dedication. Oh, that, 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 that was the main thing they picked up from there. Like, you are bloody dedicated if you're doing this to the point that you have to go to hospital because you've sang too much and your throat's yeah. closing up. And I was like, yeah. Well, how could they not say yes? You know? that, that was really bad if they didn't say yes. Yeah. But anyway, uh, past all of that, uh, like, Tomorrow's Lost is a great band. As I said, they went through the misfortune of losing their, their singer and their guitarist for the same reason me and Chris have moved on from Elevation Falls is that they are seeing it more as a hobby and they haven't they don't mm. have the time to like not be in their jobs and stuff like that. So it was the same reason um and which is a very fair reason. Um but it was it was just kind of like a spur of the moment lucky we're there kind of thing. You know, it wasn't it wasn't planned or anything. It was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> sounds like a it sounds like a perfect fit actually when you when you consider what the way you're saying at least. It, it really was like uh, tomorrow's last have a great backing. They're signed to a label. They, um, uh, I think it's a two-album deal they have with them. Um, they've a number of festivals lined up. I think we're we're playing Download. We're doing uh, well. We're meant to be playing Download. If we yeah. if it's not this year, it's next year. But we're we're on a Download. 
Awesome. Okay. <laughs> a lineup. Uh, <laughs> we're on a download lineup somewhere. Uh, in one, some year, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Um, uh, we have uh, Rock by Rockin' by the River. Um, you know, there's 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 another. Uh, there's so many things. I I, I just get messages off our, our manager Dave saying this is being added to the calendar. This is being added. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> I'll be there. Sadly, <laughs> so, um, I, I that's the thing. It's they they have a, a really good support group around them. They have a fantastic manager, and they're all great guys themselves. Um, and they've a, a label that believes in them, and they've an amazing uh, f- uh, fan support group, which is uh, what they call the Shadow Gang. That's what they call them. And okay. uh, they're, they're, they're all extremely friendly, extremely nice. And they, I, I was so grateful how welcoming they were to me and Chris, you know. Awesome. Uh, the biggest fear on earth was uh, me singing for the first time live one of the songs I was lost for the world to see. And um, people were very friendly. Naturally, I was worried. I was thinking, oh, I, I, I'm a brand new singer. I've never been in this position where I'm coming into yeah. an already established band. Yeah. The new singer, because obviously I've, I've been in Elevation Falls since I was 15. I created that band. You know, I've yeah. never been in a band where I'm filling somebody else's shoes. And um, I was very thankful to the Shadow Gang and obviously the boys in Tomorrow's Lost for being as welcoming as they have been. And Chris, Chris is just as excited to to show off, is what I would say. He's getting ready. He's got stuff in the pipeline that none of us are allowed to talk about yet. Brilliant. That's great. <laughs> That's the band. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, I mean, to be honest with you, if anyone was going to be able to do it, you'd be able to do it. You know, you've got the, the skills and you've got the determination that you always had. So, absolutely. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think the way I put it is I've been through enough. Mm. appreciate what i have yeah so absolutely that's, that's the way that's the way i i would put it um and i think i think that would be another thing that the lockdown has given me is appreciation for what i have you know we all go yeah. through life uh being given things and stuff been taken away but we've literally had our freedom taken away from us and i think that's yeah. why something like being in a band and being around your friends and being around other musicians is something i would abs- i'll always appreciate now you know like yeah I can't wait to get back in. I really can't. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, this has probably been said to you before, but one of my favourite female vocalists is Anne Wilson. Oh, absolutely. Uh, would she be a big influence on you? Oh yes, my God, Anne Wilson. Like wow. you can't just tell by the kind of style of me. Anyway, the dark eyes and the spiky eighties hair. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Um. I, I had um, an ex who used to say to me, he used to say, Hazel, every time I see you, you look more and more like Anne Wilson. You know, obviously I've just gone blonde, <laughs> but when I had the black hair and stuff, you yeah. know, um, and I wear my faux fur coats and all this stuff, but it's just pure Anne Wilson. So she she would be a huge influence both both physically and uh, on a singing level and performance. What a woman. What a absolutely. woman. She's just amazing. Absolutely fantastic. One of my favorite songs I ever covered in Elevation Falls was Alone by Heart. So Oh, I uh, love her. I absolutely adore I, I adore that woman. Like watching her doing Stairway, Stairway to Heaven, you know. Oh god, that was amazing. With Nancy, you know, it's just No wonder the lads nearly no wonder no wonder the lads shed a tear, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. Like I I, I how can you not? You know? Oh. And I think that now that's one thing I will hold against the drummer of Tomorrow's Lost. Right. I messaged him and I said, Do you, uh, one of my biggest influences, Anne Wilson, something in that. And he was like, who's that? And then I said, <sighs> Anne Hart. And he was like, who? 
Oh my god. He's like, I have to go and search hearts on YouTube, and I nearly ripped him a new one. You know, it was just, oh. help me God. But he now knows. He now knows. Sure. sure he does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, Christ, I was so, I was like, no, you can't be doing this to me. But like, obviously, Ann Wilson would be a big influence for me. Um, One of the biggest. Um, I think then I have, obviously, Lizzie Hale, Taylor Momsen, um, then kind of off rock for like female vocalists. I have like yeah. Winehouse. Pink is who influenced me to start songwriting. Really? I, used to, I used to listen to the I'm Not Dead album when I was 11. And that's what made me want to write because yeah. her, her song is just absolutely connected to me on another level. I think I've got two tattoos of lyrics of hers tattooed on me somewhere. Oh. You know, like Pink was a massive influence on me um, when I was younger. Um, I think... Like, they will be the main kind of female vocalists that have really, like, uh, taken to me that, that I've really yeah. been into. Um, but then with male vocalists in general, it's brilliant state, like, frontmen. You know, you yeah. as, like I mentioned, like, you got Axe Rose, you got uh, Freddie Mercury, you've got yeah. uh, all these, all these, like, Miles Kennedy is an absolute amazing singer with Alter Bridge mm. and with Slash, you know, yeah. and great, and like, it's not a case of strutting around the stage and holding a mic up in a particular position. No. It's not that. It, it, it's just a presence, you know? Yeah. And th these are people who have it. And I, like, I, I sit there, um, uh, I have my movies that I kind of watch on repeat and, like, I have the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, obviously, and then yeah. um, one I watch quite frequently at the moment is The Dirt, you know, the Motley Crue. Oh, Dirt. yeah. And I just, I freaking love it. The guys who play them are they're brilliant they're absolutely fantastic so vince neil like you know it's just it's just these 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 people who have this presence and said ann wilson has it lizzie hale has it you know um mm. they just they don't have to jump around a stage where they can jump around the stage they yeah. can stand there and they can control a crowd amazingly yeah like, the, one of the biggest things on earth for me is when i saw freddie mercury do the hey oh yeah i love it just watching that, the control, and at the end he says like "fuck off" or something. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. But that's again, that's the power of music, isn't it? It's the yeah. power of music. It's, it really is. the power of music. It's the power of 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 a personality. You know, music is nothing without a personality, and that's yeah. that's. I think it's absolutely fantastic, and that's what I mean. I have so many. Like, I love Billie Eilish as a as a, a writer as well. You know, okay. I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, she would be somebody I love to bits. Like, it's just, I don't really stick in one genre. I, I, I will appreciate a writer for being a writer. It doesn't matter what they write or what genre yeah. they write. If I enjoy listening to it, and if I enjoy their work, I will appreciate it. And I can always say, I can always say, if I don't like somebody's style, I can still appreciate if they're good at it, you know. Absolutely. I will yeah. never try and tear on somebody who is very successful. Now, the only thing I'll ever tear down is WAP by Cardi B. I just can't. That, <laughs> I've had so many, like, arguments with people over that song. I think that's... I just can't, you know? It's just trash, in my opinion, you know? Well, it's it's pornography spoken. Yeah. Spoken yeah. word pornography, <laughs> you know? It's did, like... did you ever hear um, of a fella called Gilfred God Godfrey? Yeah, I know that name. Did you, When do you get a chance to Google or YouTube and... Uh, yeah. Reading the lyrics from that song. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's oh, filthy. God. You know, I actually I remember this story behind that song. I was sitting in the car and I'd heard about this song, 
and it, everyone was saying, oh yeah, female empowerment and all this kind of crap. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I played it. It was me and my mom in the car and I played it. And she was like, she, I always take the piss out of my mom. So no one get offended. What is this crap? You know, just <laughs> she thought it was the most horrendous shit on earth. And I was like, I agree. I, we couldn't listen past like the first verse. It was so bad, you know? Yeah. That's what I mean. People sit there and they say this is women fighting back because that's how men have talked about women for so long. And I'm like, yeah, but, but why should we sink to that level? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. There's a reason women don't haven't done it, you know, we yeah. just don't need to. Exactly. I that's agree, yeah. Like they used to they used to piss me off. Sorry there. And um, they used to piss me off. You know, the likes of um now I haven't I now have gained a respect for Lady Gaga now. Oh, but, yeah. You know, early on in her career, like disco stick and all this kind of shit. I'm like, I don't want my daughter listening to that kind of stuff. I, no, I get that. I think, like, uh, the era that I listened to was like, yeah, I listened to like Bad Romance, Poker Face, Alejandro, you know, all of that stuff. And I, I think, I think that was the thing. I, I, what I liked about her personally was her ability to do what she wanted. You know, she did do what she wanted in the sense that she kind of paved the way for weirdness. There was yeah. nobody really before her that's that stood out like she did. And yes, she wrote things like Disco Stick and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah. I think I think WAP is a bit more than that. Oh, yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> I think, I oh, think yeah. That's where we go, um, you just need to stop now, you know, just, just, just <laughs> stop, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but the, the horrible thing is, like what I always, always felt, Kids like that kind of the, the the melodies of that kind of stuff, you know, and it's oh, yeah, and melodies. Oh, you know what I mean? You know, like, I do I, I think, yeah, well, you know, the the world, the, I always say the world is going to mush, you know, that's how it feels. The world is slowly going to mush, and yeah, like it's people like us that are going to try and stop that. And uh, obviously, a lot of people are probably listening and watching this. Um, we're gonna put a stop to that and we're going to keep music alive that it, yep. is not is is not pornography in a song absolutely know? i mean um i my favorite album of all time as i've said many times on this is kate bush's first album okay. uh, the kick the kick inside it's and she wrote that i think she was like 17 or 18 and i was just like wow how you know because i listened to that i must listen to that album at least once a day yeah, you know it's so Kate Bush would be someone else I don't even mention. Like she I, and I love like Joni Mitchell. Um, I love well Joni Mitchell and Kate Bush would be kind of the two in that area. Mm, you know? yeah. I, I think that they're big for me. You know, I think it's just, oh, yeah. they're just there are again artists who can express emotion through what they're doing. You know, yeah. Like I, like I love Eminem for God's sakes. You know, I love I love people who express emotion through music, no matter what type it is. Yeah, emotion, you know. Yeah, and then, I mean they don't have to be again vulgar to do it, you know. Really, like that, like that album, that Kate Bush album, like it's sexy in certain ways. Yeah, and she's not using profanities or. I sound like an old fogey, but you know what I mean. You know you're not what I mean. Old fogey, you're just somebody who understands music. Yeah, that's how absolutely. I look. At it, you know, and I put. I will never hate on somebody if you like WAP, you like WAP, fine. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah, but I don't like it. And I'm the same, yeah. That's the way we're treating No matter it. how much you try and explain it to me, I'm not going to like it, and I'm sorry. And I, I think I always say that to people. There's there's, there's two types of, of music that wouldn't be my biggest fan. Um, I think it's like black metal, you know, like the oh, yeah, really yeah. black metal. 
um, and WAP. You know, everything else is great. It's fine. Everything else in between is actually not too bad. Like, you know, when you think about it. The opposite ends of everything. It's like, <laughs> just everything else, including country, that's fine. But just that, no. <laughs> mm, oh, God, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's um. although, did you notice a couple, up, up, a couple of years ago, a lot of bands were starting to play their own instruments again and, you know, getting popular. Yeah, you know? well, that's the thing. It's it, it, music in general is it, it's always taking this weird turn. Now we haven't gone back into the rock phase, in my opinion, we haven't. But what we no. have done is we've gone into the retro phase. So um, if you're looking yeah. at the screen, a lot of the pop songs that are out there have a retro sound to them. Yeah, and they'll be using like retro keyboards, re but and they will be playing instruments in the songs, which is fantastic. I'm so much happy, yeah. so happy that we're at that stage. But like, um. I want to go back. I want to go back to '90s grunge. I want to go back to emo phase. I want to go back to like the '80s hair metal. You know, I, I can't wait for uh, for all to go around again. It always goes in a circle. You know. Yeah. I always say every every era has a rebellious phase. Yeah. The music goes with it. You know, there's a rebellious rebellious music phase, and it's just like it'll come back. It'll come around. It will, it will, and uh, hopefully you're a big part of it yeah, <laughs> with your new band, you know. Hopefully we're all a big part of it, that'd be fantastic. Oh, that's it, that's <laughs> it. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> oh, it, it's the beard. Oh, yeah. That's, it's just the beard. No, you're that's actually, what, you're that's actually what 15. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People have said that when I shave it off, actually. You look like a child, what's the story? <laughs> people tell me I look about 15 without makeup, so it's okay. You know, we both, we both have something making us look a little bit less 15. For, forever young, huh? <laughs> forever young. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, are you, I presume you're really excited to get over and start living your life over there. Seriously, I'm so excited. I think, I think I'm, oh God, my, my Siri is now turning on. Stop. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what is it with you? You! I'm just cursed. There we go. Right. Answer your question. Um, I, I'm excited to go over to York and I'm excited to live in England. Um, it's the first time in my life I'm going to be living away from my family. It's the first time in my life I'm going to be living on my own. Um, it's the first time in my life I am not going to have Linda there for me at every step of the way, um, which is... I must say, like, uh, it's a scary thing. Like, I'm in my 20s, but it's something I've not really experienced. I think I lived away from home for about four months with an ex-boyfriend when I was 17. You know, mm. it's it, it just me moving country, and I, I haven't done this. And it's just, it's, there's so many, like, like, excitement that I'm starting a new chapter. I'm seeing a new part of the world, and I'm becoming more independent. But then there's... Like my mom is everything to me, and anyone who knows me, Linda, just I, I can't, I don't. There's never any, you know, there's never enough words in the world for me to describe what Linda is to me. And um, leaving her uh, here is one of the hardest things that I'm ever to do. And I think, um, not having her there in that moment in the music is going to be very hard. Like, luckily, she's still doing my solo career which is great okay. managing my solo career so i'll be kind of back and forth from ireland to england when i get off with tomorrow's loss and come over here and i can work on that and so i'm really happy she's still doing that and, and 
because I, I don't think I could actually do music without her because she's just been such an influence, such a rock, such a, like in my lowest moment, she's made me keep going, you know, she's she's the person who inspired me to start writing songs, you know, it's it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's such a strange change. And it, of course. It's one I'm extremely excited for. Um, it's one she's extremely excited for me for. And Chris is really excited to start a new life and do everything. But it's scary. Of course it is. You're going to a new country, like you said. But at least you have Chris going with you. And he has you, you know? Yeah, Chris Chris is... Um, see, this is a funny thing. Just uh, September 2019, both me and Chris and Belinda were going to move to Bristol. Right. Um, and we, we, me and Belinda moved over for, I think we were over there a month and then we had to come back because of uh, family issues. And then we got stuck here because of COVID. Oh, yeah. So we actually were meant to move to England in 2019, but then we got stuck here. Um, and then this whole thing with Tomorrow's Loss came around and it made sense for me because I already wanted to move. Chris already wanted to move, you know, and it, it was it all kind of landed into place, you know. So it made sense. It made it perfect it, sense. It made complete sense. And I also look at it now. I think it's the first time in my life that I'm actually in a comfortable enough position mentally that I can attempt to move away from my mum to like mm. overseas, like not in the same household as her. Because like, uh, like anybody also who knows me is I've been up and down with mental health throughout my entire life. And it's been something that's been a gift and a curse because it's been a gift because it's been a, it's allowed me to connect so much to my emotions that I can actually write about it and be the musician I am. But it's yeah. it's been one of the most hardest roads I've ever had. To take. And again, it's, it's not even over. You know, I'm just I'm in a state now where I've had a year to focus on me and what I want and what I like and who I am how I'm affecting others around me um, and I think it, it, it's made a huge difference the year that has been given to me and that's why I'm in a suitable position where I can actually you know that's, yeah that's that's really cool to hear because uh, you know it is it's not easy to live with that kind of thing no you know as uh, you know and, and it's, it's getting more and more prevalent in people every day yeah. So people need to find a way to be able to deal with things, you know. Absolutely. So yeah, and to hear that you're doing as well as you're doing, it's it's fantastic, you know. Well, thank you. I, I say, as I always say, it's like if anyone else, I always say this: if people are suffering mentally of anything, mm. um, the best thing you can do is be creative or be productive in some manner. And it's, I, I I'm like, I'm preaching here to myself. It's just. There are days that I will sit there and I will sit in bed and I will do nothing and I'll feel miserable or I'll sleep for 18 hours. You know, I will do all this and it's because I'm low, but I will not beat myself up for it because people sit there and say, oh, I'm, I'm so shit because I'm not doing anything. It's like, no, mm -hmm. you're not. You're being human. And exactly. there will be a moment that you feel, I, I kind of want to do something, you know, and it can be something as getting up, making a dinner and coming back to bed, you know, it's mm -hmm. creative and it's something that you are creating and doing. And I think that for me is like, particularly over this lockdown, this round of lockdown, mm -hmm. I've been very creative. I've again, rediscovering, I love designing clothes, and painting and all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's because creating and producing something new it, it makes you feel better. It's just so I always say to people, either go exercise, 
Just go out for a walk. Don't even think about how fast you're going. Just go out for a walk. Go stand underneath the tree. Trust me, it helps. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it helps. It does help. Um, I just I just want to give a, a bit of a shout out to your mom, Belinda, because I think you know she doesn't get enough credit in fairness from outside. If you know what I mean. Oh, she never. Uh, she is. She doesn't look for it. No, she doesn't, and she's. I think she's a fantastic woman. I think she she's is. a fantastic mother and a fantastic manager. We'll say. She's, you know? she's a brilliant role model. Um, yeah, absolutely. She, she's been nothing but good to everyone that I've either forced into her life or <laughs> or <laughs> has fallen into her life. You know, she. Yeah. She's. She. She's one of these weird humans who. It's like it, they're like she's like the embodiment of a dictionary. Um, <laughs> she's done absolutely everything. Like she's lived in Zimbabwe, you know. She's walked through the rainforest, you know. She's done everything. Um, she, but then she's somebody who you can call a best friend, you can call a mother figure, you can call yeah. a sister. You know, you you're not sitting there and labeling her as Hazel's mother. You never do that. Yeah. She's not that. She's a band member. She's a manager. She's a friend. She's she's just and as you as you've just said, she never gets any credit. She doesn't ask for it. She doesn't. Want no. it. The only thing she's ever wanted is to see the people she's looking after succeed. And it yeah, it was never a case of my mother wants her daughter to succeed. Oh. It was never that. It was never that. She just wants. She wanted me to be happy, but she wanted she she wanted Chris to be happy. She wanted David yeah. to be happy, you know. And like Chris will say every day that Belinda is like his mom or best friend, you know. And yeah. April will say that any day. Dara would say that, you know. Anyone really who's come through the band and has really gotten close to the members in her knows that she she's been severely underappreciated over the years yeah um she but she never looks for it you know no and i think yeah she <laughs> fair play to her you know as i say i just wanted to give her props because uh i think she's just done fantastically for you and elevation falls and and you know fair play to her like you know and she's still going like she's had a heart attack she's had heart failure she has uh what was it four stents in her heart well wow. so she's she's absolutely fought through depression and sad moments and she's fought for me and for chris and for yeah. like when anyone has a low moment they always go to her because she has a way of seeing things that no one else can see is how i'll say and i'm not just say, again not saying that as a daughter i'm saying this as no. a partner I'm saying this as a friend as a as a as a sister as a as a as an employee you know she's yeah. things in a way that make it logical for everyone else but she's still able to be emotional you know it's yeah. she's one of the i've never met anyone like her is what i would say i've yeah. met many people in my time who have been fantastic in other ways that i would describe just as elaborately but she is just a particular type of person that i i was i'm so lucky to have and anyone who has met her is lucky to know her in my eyes <laughs> in my eyes well no you're right there uh, i think i met her once or twice and yeah i've yeah, you can tell that she's a special personality. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, enough about your mommy. <laughs> enough about my mommy. Enough about your mommy. Yeah, um, she'll be watching and listening to this and think she'll be like, Ugh! you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of dope. 
So this, this we'll move on to the solo stuff. What kind yeah. of? I mean, we're going to play one of the songs at the end of the podcast. Um, what one did I say I was going to play? You're going to play Vision. Vision. That's yeah. what you're See, yeah. see how crap I am at this. Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. I've I've already cursed this now, so it's all you fine. Have. We're gonna yeah, I... electricity is gonna go out in the entirety of Ireland. That, that's oh the, god, you know. <laughs> uh, so tell me, solo solo uh, career. Yeah. So um, I, as I said earlier, a lot of my music taste is kind of everything. I write how I feel. Um, I love doing the rock music. I love getting up on stage and looking like this and, you know, shouting my lungs out and <laughs> singing songs inspired by like Steel Panther and all. Fantastic, you know, <laughs> love it. But um, I think, I think with my solo stuff, it's more writing, writing my problems down almost, you know, um, if that makes any sense. Like the, the yeah. rock stuff is writing my problems, but. Like, I think with the solo stuff, I've no, it's like, I'm not writing rock, you know, I'm writing what I feel. Um, yeah. And I, it came to a point, I think it was in the middle of last year, I just couldn't stop writing stuff, but it wasn't stuff that was suitable for Elevation Falls or right. Mars Falls. It was, it was personal stuff, personal experiences and personal stuff that I wanted to show people what I'd gone through um, and how it might help them get through whatever they're going through, you know? Yeah. Um, the idea behind it all is that I am going to be bringing out an album uh, called, awesome. called I. And uh, uh, I meaning me, not EY. <laughs> um, and it, 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 it's because it's literally just me. me. You know, there's, there's nothing yeah. in it other than me being me. And... Um, a lot of the stuff on the album is, well, it's, it's all written by me. Um, a, a good few of the songs I completely produced in Logic Pro on my own, playing everything myself. Um, other than that, I have my producer, Peter Eads, who played a lot of the, the drums uh, and the bass on the songs. Lovely. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's just, I wanted to do something that really showed me. Yeah. It's not. It's not behind the makeup and the spiky blonde hair and the freaking leopard print, whatever. You know, it's not about that. It's it's literally about me showing who I am. So, like, vision song that we're gonna play. Um, I um, it was the first song that I ever did in Logic Pro last year. Right. And it was very, very simple. It was literally me sitting there. And it was actually, the reason behind it, it was actually written about the guys in the band not being able to understand my mental health problems. Right. So when you have a mental health problem, it, it's, you can't expect somebody to sit there and get it instantly, you know? And um, the guys used to say, no, they know now, they understand now. Absolutely, they understand all about this now because they've been through it with me. But at the time, it was news to them. And they used to say to me things like, just smile, you know, just just get on with your day kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, we have problems too, but we forget about them. We keep going, you know? It's, it's like, they weren't saying it to be mean. They just didn't get it, you know? Yeah. Get it. So Vision was written where I feel like I'm doing all these wrong things and it's my fault and it's because I'm looking through my vision. Yeah. Seeing it through my eyes, doing things through my eyes is dangerous, you know? <laughs> um, and that's how it felt. It, it felt like 
there's a situation in front of me, I'll react a certain way, um, which in general isn't right. Yeah. In my eyes, it was okay. And I was there and I'll question myself, why are they having this reaction? I thought I was just being normal, but it's not. It's 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 a it's a triggered reaction because of my diagnosed mental health issues. And yeah. So it, 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 Vision was an, a song written from a dark place, um, a song written from me trying to better understand um, what the guys were dealing with on their side as well as my own. Yeah. So, um, uh, and it was the first time that I had written a song where I'd really got into detail about what I was dealing with, you know? Yeah. Like, see, there's the other, the other way of looking at it too, that... Um, yeah, it's like there's two sides of me. There's a dark side and there's a light side. Mm. Um, reason I'm explaining this is that I actually put together a kind of mock music video for this um, on my yeah. laptop the other night. And it's the story of kind of, it's two, it's represented by two girls. And um, one's got dark hair, one's got blonde hair. And in the end, they start dancing together as one. And it's the idea that there's kind of there's there's always two sides to me, uh -huh. but they are still the one person, you know. Deadly. It, it's kind of it's everything I've written about on this this album or, or the single releases or whatever it is. They're all about struggling with mental health, struggling with mental health situations, looking back on situations in my past and how they affected me then and how I am now. You know, it's yeah. There's ones, there's there's ones where I'm talking to myself. There's one called "Why Hide," and it's me telling me why hide how great you are because you fear making a mistake. Oh. You know, there's a lot of it is in depth about my mental health, but it's stuff. The whole point of it is it's stuff that other people are going through, and it's stuff that other people can connect to. And it's my my main thing has always been if anyone's ever going through anything, they can talk to me because I probably know quite well how hard it is to sit there in a room and feel like you're on your own yeah you know it's yeah it, it's just it's something mental health has always been something that's very close to my heart because I, i'm going through it and i've gone through it and it's 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 something that i've never really properly been able to express other than in a couple of the slower songs and maybe elevation falls so. yeah but it's the new stuff is, is something I'm very happy about. I'm really glad Belinda, and I'm working with Belinda as the manager and the PR person, and obviously then my producer, Peter Eads. You know, they're, they're both great people, and it, it's going to be fantastic when it's finally finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear it now. I have to say, Vision is a great song from what I heard of it. So, you know, just sorry I forgot the name. Sorry I forgot the name oh, of it. God, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um... So look, um, all the technical issues aside, I think this has been a fantastic little chat. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed it greatly. Like I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I have to run off and do a, a chat with the new band on Zoom. Oh. <laughs> That's How do we tell, tell them King Wolf's card said hi. <laughs> oh yeah, I will. And I, but I feel like I, like you know yourself, uh, my sleeping pattern has gone to absolute bollocks. So at the moment, oh. I, I, I can feel my eyes slowly kind of melting. You know, oh. it's just like it, they, they're just melting. But once once I've done everything today, I go to sleep. Yeah, go to sleep <laughs> exactly. Um, look, before you go, I, I always ask so, another question at the end. Yeah, your favorite five albums in not in any order, okay? See, I 
two things. First of all, I hate these questions, but so. Oh, yeah. Um, and the second thing is, I think if I could name just five, I wouldn't be the musician I am. You know, it's just like. Okay, okay give me five of your favorite uh, Irish bands. How about that? God, five of my favorite Irish bands. Win. In any genre, it doesn't matter. In any, well, like I'll, I'll probably throw in a few from modern day and old day. So obviously you've got Thin Lizzy, yeah, uh, the Cranberries. Okay. Um. Then out of modern, I, I love Samaritans. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they're they're great lads. They have a really cool sound. Um. Another band called Vendetta Love. I do, yeah. Yeah. Good they're, band. Fantastic, like John's voice is just brilliant, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, like uh, obviously, you guys, but you know, you can't, you can't like defeat the the, the voice of woe, you know. But <laughs> yeah. well, funny enough, as I said to you years ago, when I heard your voice, I instantly thought of Ann Wilson, and I've always, That's I always awesome. loved, thank you. Oh, <laughs> well. And like, I wanted to work with you. I remember I wanted to work with you on a, a wall song. And I, that was my fault. I didn't write something good enough. No, no. <laughs> you know. Yikes. It will but, happen. Uh, like, oh, absolutely. Like, it will happen. Like, just because I'm in another country doesn't mean nothing can happen, you know? Oh, we will. We, we will work together at some point. And but, uh, as I said, I was out, as soon as I heard your voice, and it was actually Steve Dempsey put me on to you. Yeah, well, that's how um, I know you. Like, I, I swear to God, Steve, Steve just, like, makes people know each other instantly yeah. you know? whether it's through talking through photos through a bag of chips and swords you know <laughs> yeah yeah like uh, this is, like me and steve go back like way back there's photos of me when i was 16 that steve took while i was in elevation falls and it was Definitely. down the barrel photography um and it was i think it was his old logo where it was like a, a cross at the bottom oh yeah remember that with a circle either <laughs> way uh he's like there's so many names through music that I've met. Like, as I said, Steve Dempsey, Oren, there's, there's you guys, you know, there's, there's the people at Fibbers. There's just the, all the people that work throughout the different bars in Dublin, you know, obviously Gypsy Rose is gone, but I met so yeah. many through Gypsy Rose. Um, and it's not just even in Dublin, you know, I know there's so many amazing people down in Northern Ireland who have supported yeah. me and are still supporting Tomorrow is Lost now that we've moved to them, you know. Um, like, the support has always been something that when you have a good fan, they are a good fan. And they are a good, yeah. good person who sticks to you. And you, you would be one of the people who have, have stuck by whatever I've done um, in music. And it, it's always been appreciated massively. Ah. Look, uh, as I said to you, I've always respected your drive, your passion, and your, and of course your talents. Like you know what I mean. And it, it just it, it makes me it, it makes me feel proud to think you're going ahead and doing more than what is just here. You know what I mean? But I, if if musicians don't have anyone, they have each other. You know that's and that's the way it should be. And music was always built off that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I I only hope you do as good as you're gonna. I know you're gonna do as well as you're gonna do. Mm -hmm. I hope only good things, obviously, for you and Chris. <laughs> and make sure you pass the the good wishes on to Chris. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. They'll they'll all they'll all be hearing about this. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, I can patch it together. Like you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, don't worry. Everybody who's watching, don't worry. That you know where I like I'm here and then I'm here. You know, and then and then and then. Like you're here and then you're there, you know. <laughs> that's meant to happen. Yeah, it's meant to be chaotic for this crazy lady, you know. Uh, <laughs> Hazel, 
it's been awesome and thank you very much for coming onto the court and you got to come back on with the other with tomorrow was lost when, yeah, with the rest uh, we can, when the, yeah absolutely yes. yeah i'll get them i'll get them on the zooms <laughs> yeah on the zooms okay listen guys we're gonna get out of here this is uh king was court getting out of here and letting this lovely lady go and get some sleep Please. thank you hazel thanks so much Poison only helps me sleep. This creeping lack of certainty tiptoe behind these heavy walls. If only I could still. Request a simple way